Do you want to be inspired by other brilliant business owners? Find out how and why they set their brilliant businesses up. Discover some of the triumphs and struggles they face along the way. If so, then you are in the right place. Welcome to the Brilliant Businesses Podcast. We interview business owners to find out their story and journey as to how they set their businesses up. We believe that story is an important way of making their businesses shine, and we share those stories on this podcast. Keep building those brilliant businesses. So good morning, everyone. Welcome to a Brilliant Businesses podcast. Uh, my name is Nick Bryant, and I'm very pleased to be joined today by Andy Myers from ABMV Limited. Hey, Andy. Good morning. Good to see you. Good to see you as well, Nick. <laughs> I've got to be careful because you're going to make me laugh. I know you are. <laughs> Trying to not make you laugh. <laughs> so ABMV Limited are chartered accountants and business advisors, business advisors, I apologize, uh, based in Tunbridge. And um, Andy's going to tell us his story about how it all came about. And then we're going to go into some other topics after that. But take it away, Andy. Tell us how you got into where you are. Okay. Uh, thanks again, Nick. No laughing. <laughs> uh, so just to retread on the journey of ABMV, uh, we started in 2003. I was a late entrant to the accountancy world. I, I retrained after leaving the military uh, in the mid-90s. I qualified up in the north of England, as you can probably imagine by my dulcet tones. Uh, beyond that, I had the joy and the pleasure of going overseas for nearly four years, Bermuda, uh, working for an accountancy firm over there, took my family as we were then, uh, and then uh, made a slightly wrong decision but a, a grateful grateful leap back to the uk via the isle of man um when i was in the isle of man i realized that the next step for me was uh, to go entrepreneurial rather mm. than maybe work for someone else um, so we plopped ourselves in kent uh, primarily because it was near the m25 right. and near london uh, family were very supportive of me. I started, for the, for the local listeners, I started in a box room uh, in Matfield, uh, one of the lovely villages around here. Yeah. And I worked from home, which in those days was very different to the concept of working from home. Now, yeah. um, for my first year, pulled in a few clients locally. I had some international connections, not, not in a grandiose way. I just <laughs> knew some people who had a passport that wasn't British. <laughs> and I got a small client base going. And from that, we then moved into uh, circa 2004. We we moved to a small uh, rented place in the High Street of Tunbridge. Yeah. Began to take on some staff and people. And uh, despite my charming personality, those original team members remain with us today. So I'm extremely grateful to all my team members who are generally long serving, but uh, those two particular gentlemen started with me almost at day one. Uh, we were on the high street number 177 in Tunbridge. Uh, yep. A year later, we moved to 175 and that has been our home since then. So 2003, origins of the company, 2022. So we're nudging, if I can be an accountant with my fingers, let's call it nearly 20 years. Yes. Uh, so we are getting there. We're currently a team of nine. Uh, I am the principal, but we have spe- now getting slightly into subject matter, but we specialize across all SME type of businesses, yep. entrepreneurial, uh, high net wealth locally. Uh, we have so, uh, being a little bit grandiose again, we have divisions, personal tax, 
bookkeeping, limited company support, payroll, company sec. Yeah. But we also uh, do forms of SME consultancy around exit planning, valuations of businesses and things mm. like that as well. Mm. Um, for me personally, um, like most entrepreneurs, it's been stop-starts. Yeah. Uh, not, not stop-starts, but there have been ups and downs and stresses and highs and lows. Uh, I was talking to a very good friend of mine last night and explaining at the age of 52 – looking at the camera. I know I don't look it. Uh, <laughs> age of 52. I've got my uh, gusto back and yeah. I'm looking forward to probably working actively for, uh, let's say, the next 12 to 13 years because I love it. I go up in the morning and I'm still smiling. Yeah, yeah. Even I'm the- when I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. The honesty is the yeah. best approach. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I even look you in the eye. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I um, it's, you know, that's a question I usually ask people. I say, "What do you love about it the most?" But um, you just you just yeah. answered that. And so yeah. it's, that's cool. Probably like most entrepreneurs, yeah. uh, there'll be times when it's not been like that. But at the minute, and for the last couple of years, I've gen- gen- genuinely felt uh, v- very happy. I, yeah. I'm very fortunate. I must reiterate this. Uh, for a team that's been very supportive of me, but also very supportive of us and our business, mm. and by by context our client families yeah uh during covid so uh, yeah. i think on the back of that you've got to take your small mercies and be very grateful definitely yeah. absolutely yeah and so we're moving into sort of new times as well at the moment aren't we for, for whatever reasons that might be um and businesses have got to change with the times and move on so what what's new for you guys in 2022 uh, 2022. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not 20 past eight. No. Yeah, 2022. <laughs> uh, so uh, we are still a small company, uh, yeah. but within it, we've got some quite, uh, as, a, as I mentioned, we've got some silos of businesses. So what we're going through at the minute, and actually we as a team have got So it's another seven and a half years. Why? Um, One, I think COVID shut the world up and maybe... Uh, maybe sort of changed how you, you, you would have thought prior to that. Mm. Secondly, I and members of my team, we're all getting a little bit older, a little bit more wiser, yeah, maybe a little bit more broader. That's just me only, not my team. Um, so we're starting to think about what really the next 10 years look like uh, as a business. So within that strategic plan, uh, and again, I don't want to overspell the surprises, we, we have a missive mission to become the number one SME advisor in TN9. Okay. That, that, if someone caught me in an elevator, yeah. that would be, what is your plan for the next nice. seven years? A couple of reasons around, a couple of things around that. Clearly, you can't accurately measure that you are number one. No. Unless you're Manchester City with Liverpool beneath you, you, you probably can't define, and I'm a Mancunian, so I had to get that one in. Um, you, you probably can't always measure yourself as number one, but culturally in my business and on our high street, in our, personas as people working within the firm in our culture yeah i want us to move to a thing that we believe we are certainly at the top of our tree as an sme advisor in tn9 now that's no differential to tn6 crowbar and uh, and tunbridge wells and so on because we have clients locally and regionally but by design we're trying to say look we are on the high street we are in the community we yeah. are local and we've been here for 20 years and mm. we've been with you bit like ourselves we've been with you come what may yeah um and um yeah so we we've started to engage in some community programs so the strategic plan will roll out as i say the elevator pitch is that number one um yeah persona rather than 
you know, measuring us in a Premier League. I won't want to be disrespectful to other accountancy firms. No. You know, that's not the thing. It's just where we feel as though we can be. Yeah. Um, and then looking around it, uh, as I mentioned, pre, pre coming live, uh, we're now back in the office. Yeah. Um, we, we're relatively paperless. We're relatively agile. We're relatively dynamic with the exclusion of the boss. Uh, but it's nice, uh, notwithstanding some of the pros of working from home and dealing uh, positively with COVID, it's nice to have people back in the office. Yeah. Um, uh, to the extent that I even got demoted to the sofa yesterday. <laughs> we were that full. Not a problem for me. Uh, but whilst I wouldn't expect, in terms of our cultural fit going forward, we're probably not going to have the mentality that you must always be there between nine and five yeah that's 9 p.m and 5 a.m guys um the the reality is that um we are adopting a form of hybrid working yeah but the office remains your working home yeah um why face-to-face is still valuable yeah uh, it, it, this even today, seeing, yes. your, seeing your face oh. has given me joy. There you go. Yes. There you um, go. But face-to-face but, uh, has value. And I think clients, particularly because we're, <laughs> we're deemed a trusted advisor, clients typically would like to know they can come and see us and, and have some tangibility around that. Yeah. But we're um, using technology, like a lot of companies using our technology, using the way that COVID has driven some of the technology. We, we remain ever agile, but it's really nice to be back on the high street mm. again. Um, so we've got this form of modern, uh, you know, this digital world we live in, but also we've still got things like the traditional um, uh, shop sign. Yeah, the grassroots uh, stuff. The grassroots stuff. Yeah, yeah. People fall over and then they sue us, but then they come in to have a talk <laughs> with us. I like that. No, but I like that because um, sometimes you get with, with accountants, if you're going to put them in a bracket, they're in this sort of office or this block that doesn't look very approachable. You feel like you'd have to press a buzzer to get in and be allowed in. Um, but to be... That's just, that's just for you. Yeah, but, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But to have a, a, a shop door that you can walk into and go, hey, I need some help with my booking or whatever it is, that, yeah. I think that's um, a really good way forward. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. obviously what you're yeah. doing. And uh, <clears throat> as I say, I think... Uh, uh, clearly, without getting too political, COVID's virtually come and gone, let's say, yeah. and we're dealing with, the world is dealing with still bigger issues again, uh, mm. unimaginable. So, mm. um, but I think again, for us being local there, I, I really do. Maybe it's because I've, I've reached my uh, uh, half century now and a little bit more. I, I take real solace that, y- you know, we're grateful just to be there and yeah. uh, still be in the community. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mentioned my team just on that, mm. you know, uh, we, uh, so some positive news, uh, we've taken on an apprentice, oh, right. uh, with a vision that will take on a second one. Okay. And when I say apprentice, they are going through the formal training program, uh, without being rude to the government apprentice program. We are more, uh, sympathetic to what market rate is for a trainee. Yeah. So I know some industries are almost aligned with pay minimum wage, but our, we have a, a view of, small eye investors in people. Yeah. So we've got one apprentice up and running with us already. He's uh, successfully going through his accounting technician. Uh, uh, he's our youngest serving member, less than one year, but all my other guys are all the, sorry, all the rest of the team are uh, nudging five years plus with yeah. uh, top service being 16, 17 years, yeah. which is quite square. It's scary. Um, 
How many of them are you again? How many have, have you been to? Uh, including our IT support, who was one of my original uh, members, we're, we're nine. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's nice nine. Yeah. Mm. It means I don't have to do that very often. <laughs> so, uh, and, and within that, you know, we've, we're talking, I think, nearly 150 years of technical serve, technical expertise. Yeah. yeah. So I'm one year and they're, they're 149. <laughs> that's yeah. That's yeah. Um, so how do you, how do you market yourself? How do you get more work? What, what, how, is it, is it are we lots of referral stuff? Obviously, brilliant businesses and what we're doing, but you know, correct. Mm. Um, I can probably split it down a line. Yeah, we have. We're lucky because we've been around for a while. We get a form of organic growth. Okay, uh, we are very grateful to clients who refer or ask Bob to speak to Mary yeah. and they give us a recommend uh, and we're very grateful for that. Uh, what we've actually doing, it comes a little bit more under the, albeit we've started it, is if I say that's half is half organic, yeah. the other half is we are actively now doing more direct or more aggressive marketing. Not aggressive like you must walk in the door, mm. but as you know, you know my team member yeah. Lou. Yeah, uh, Lou has really come on board and modernised us as an accountancy business. Yeah, that, that's a really good phrase. Modernised yeah. us. I, I sort of had these sort of slightly entrepreneurial ideas, but you know, I, I sort of struggle with some of the facets of social media. Mm. I'm probably more of a Rolodex guy. I've got to get that word in again today. <laughs> Look it up if you don't know what Rolodex <laughs> is. Um, but what what's happening with that is we're, we've become, uh, I, I hope I'm not dropping anyone in, we're a member of the TN card, yep. which has become very successful. Yeah, very good, Jess, yeah. Jess has actually done a fantastic job and indeed this week I think won a female entrepreneur award, yes. which is brilliant. So we're one of the members of that, including users at consumer level, uh, local marketing. We support a couple of events at Tunbridge Castle. Uh, as you say, brilliant business. Uh, again, being honest, you know, we, we're, we're looking to further invest in yep. that because it's aligned with how we feel it helps us locally and in the community. Mm. Um, and then uh, talking about the balance between using digital um this week or in the last two weeks, uh, for the lucky people in some of the TM postcodes, postcodes, they might have even had a, a postcard flyer in their in their mail alongside the pizza delivery leaflets. Which <laughs> you please throw away. You may have found you've got a postcard from us with a photo of the team on the front uh, uh, last summer yeah. and a bit of what we do on the back. So the idea is, it's a it's like a business card drop, but it's it's very it's a little bit more personal than the business yeah. card. I, I think that's that. Sorry to interrupt. You, I think yeah. that works really well because. Because everyone's at home now. Everyone's working from home. So if you're going to market to people, you know, go to their home. And through the door is a great way of doing it. Absolutely. Yeah. I went home last night and my wife was throwing darts because my picture was on the dartboard. <laughs> no. no, so I went out, I think, to 10. Uh, Lou's yeah. going to miss, tell me off here, but I think it's going up to 20,000 houses yeah. and or businesses. So it, it is quite uh, broad in its scope. But the idea is we're using it as a form of advertising, but we also use it as a bit of a, uh, a reminder that we're here in the it, it does re-impress us being in, uh, in the community yeah it supports that local thing doesn't it and yep. hopefully if people don't throw it away there and then they might put it in their you know their business business folder or whatever yeah. and then a couple of years down the line come through so 50 yeah. 50 on the on the on the marketing but underneath that in the strategic planning interesting nick oh interesting for me is we probably accepted we were slightly flatlining during covid survival yes when it first also for survival and just dealing with the the chaos yeah uh, was probably the first so we we took an element of i'm going to use a really good word and some people it's called satisficing 
which is a, if you work it out, it's a hybrid of a couple of words. We, mm. we took an element of so long as we can satisfy rather than really be explosive on a few things, mm. that would get us through. Mm. Um, now, post-COVID, we're, we, again, with the marketing input there and the team having a new team member in there who's sort of young, coming through the system new, so an extra bit of resource because my guys are never too busy, are you? Um, you might have to cut that later for them. Um, then uh, the idea is that we, we, we're now trying to uh, agree, uh, achieve some growth targets. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and above inflation growth targets, but being relatively aggressive with a small aid, because again, it's part of that plan of being seen yes. to be number one locally. With no, with no disrespect to the accountants, we are, we speak to fellow accountants of quite course. a lot in the industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very good. Yeah. Um, now, you and I play some golf sometimes. Which um, you're better than me, obviously. Uh, if, I, if, if that wasn't true, you would have said it anyway, of course. I'm just nodding. <laughs> when we first started, he was better than me. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> you play a lot more than I do now. But you also do some comedy. I mean, it's, it, it, tell us a little bit about that. I'm not expecting you to tell us a joke because that's the worst thing, isn't it? Go on, tell us a joke. No, absolutely. Is. Yeah. Uh, but just for the record, yeah. my, uh, my golf is not my comedy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But your golf is my comedy. Uh, there we go. There we go. With Joe, that, that's it. No, uh, I have a passion for golf. Uh, yeah. One of the one of the first scenario. Well, the first time we ever met was actually through a network yes. event on golf. So I have to say that because it validates my golf membership to my team. <laughs> but golf for me, um, you know, middle age, family are slightly older, was a great way of just. Yeah. Taking a bit of time out, um, uh, blue sky thinking, the Americans would call it, but uh, the, the, someone having a pastime that allows them maybe just to step away from their own role in a business. They don't have to be the entrepreneur. is a great one. And I found, I, I got the love for golf 10 years ago. Mm. And as I say, it was the f- uh, one of the first times we sort of spoke actively was yeah. on a golf course. Yeah, yeah. You were very good then, but you get a bit older now. Nick. Yeah, that's right. Well, um, I've gone the 5 as well now. Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> it's a good age to be. The stand-up comedy... Um, uh, clearly i will never be a professional stand-up comedian but i in the days of me drinking because i am sober now and i endeavor to be sober for the rest of my life uh, but when in my days of drinking i i buffooned to a a a very good friend of mine uh when he was asking what i wanted for my 50th yeah what i wanted and i said i'd love to give stand-up comedy a go yeah Obviously, in the melee of the wine that followed, forgot about it. A month later, I turned 50, and guess what? A voucher turned up. <laughs> then COVID came, thankfully. So yeah. I thought the voucher would die and go away. But no, the, the voucher remained active. Uh, so recently, I did a uh, stand-up comedy weekend. Amazing. Um, including doing a what was meant to be a five-minute skit on a Sunday night. It, uh, to about 80, 90 people in a pub, uh, in a pub meet, you know, a pub uh, yeah. function room okay. above the pub. Yeah. Uh, I was the only sober one there, uh, <laughs> thankfully. Uh, massively challenging, just I, even if you're yeah. used to a bit of public speaking. And I, I, I'm not a massive public speaker, but it, it took me away from a comfort zone. It, yeah. uh, and I took real value in it. And it gave me, you know, it was, it was something I'd do my weekend. And to contrast it for maybe a few years back where mm. I was maybe, you know, going out and having a drink. Mm. Uh, so, uh, but it was really good. Met, met all types of people, but you also realise to to be respectful to the comedians you see on TV or yeah. anyone you see who does proper stand up. You realise how good 
they are. Yeah, and how tough it is and how good they are. But joking aside, all that sort of stuff is really important for moving forward within your business or, or life. Just having something else on the side that you enjoy doing, whether it's golf, whether it's doing trying yourself or testing yourself, it's, yeah. it's, it's important, isn't it? Um, and as a business advisor, I would have thought you, you know, you, you, you'd endorse that, wouldn't you? Yeah. We would. Yeah. And as I say, the, the comedy, whilst um, I may do a little bit at family events, I'm, yeah. prob- I'm not going to go down. No, but, it, but it's no. intriguing me because it was so creative for me. But going back to the business, yeah, we've got to keep moving forward. Yeah. Uh, as you know, we have a sister business called uh, Transworld that helps entrepreneurs buy and sell businesses. Yes. So what we're doing under the strategic plan they referred to earlier is whilst I think most people, consumers or business clients will will be able to list what a typical accountant does. Yeah. And we, you know, our services are typical of the industry because that's what accountants do, it's what doctors do and so on. Yeah. But what we've got, I suppose, in our consultancy offering or what we're trying to do is within that SME space is extend ourselves in this plan, mm. uh, trying to deal with the changes of the world and, and the economics of the world and the digitalization of the world. But within it, we have this consultancy program, which informal we call the four p's and it's around people projects planning and property okay and to give you flavor people might be someone who's cross-border so probably very maybe a bit of a topic at the minute but you know eu non-eu passports australian uh, british property speaks for yourself a lot of people divest into property planning Nick, you're not getting any older, younger, sorry. <laughs> what are you going to do? You know, yeah, important business. Important part. So where, what I was talking on earlier about the buy and sell, looking at your strategic plan. Mm. And then the last one, I think, was planning, which for us is tax planning. Okay. But if you put tax planning up on a banner, it doesn't look as exciting no. as just planning. True. But the idea is with entrepreneurs is look at their their wealth, yeah. deal with probably some of the channel channel partners who indeed are also brilliant biz members mm-hmm. and the idea is say well this is this is what your future can look like this mm-hmm. is what we can do from a fiscal perspective or your business wealth perspective but then talk with other advisors around what that means like around their retirement and their pension pot okay. and things like that yeah, so yeah. the four p's that's informal language for today okay it's a nice easy way of remembering our yeah it's very nice the four p's there yes. we'll remember that and so uh, thanks, Andy. That's been great. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, it's been great to see you, as always, and good fun, as always. And um, we'll, we'll, um, if, if, if you need Andy for anything, if you want any advice on business or on the accountant, then all his details are on the Brilliant Businesses website. Um, anything closing, Andy? Anything you want to say? No, I just want to say uh, thanks, Nick. And Pleasure. It's not very often in front of a microphone, so I'm just going to go, taxi for Myers, taxi for Myers. <laughs> I've got to leave the building. Thank you, and good night. <laughs> Thank you, very, thank you very much, everyone. Speak to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Keep building those brilliant businesses. 